2: Hey, girl. Hey, it's episode 70. Please advise. What's going on? I'm just going to ask Siri. Hey, girl. What's going on?
3: Good afternoon, girl.
2: Why do you call me girl?
4: Okay, but I already call you girl.
2: Girl. Girl, why are you so obsessed with calling me girl? I do this all day.
4: Okay, but I already call you girl. Girl
2: yeah alright so this is my new game I do it all day I make my phone call me girl I switched it to a British man I was
3: just gonna ask why was it like a stuffy British man it sounds like someone who would play Sherlock
2: Holmes well in the 1920s. Siri when Siri was a girl she would call me girl and then that felt more conversational but now I just like him calling me girl and I said it to like UK English which I don't really know what that means so I'm waiting for the day that I get a weird word that I'm like what the fuck oh, does that mean it'd probably be like aluminium or something like that ooh I like that and also use I've been looking for like weird U insert I know that's more usually, like, Canadian. Anyway, so I uh, had the craziest week of my life, you guys. I think I'm just going to – I'll talk about what I can legally. So I have a stalker right now, and I'm pretty traumatized by it, and I'm afraid to go to my own home. So I've been, like, not at my house most of the time. Then I went on a two-week road trip, and on my second-to-last day of the road trip – a guy with foam pouring out of his mouth chased me down the block for two blocks. And, like, I was, like, crying and, like, freaking out. And then I got back to the hotel. I got into a fight with the hotel management. Long story short, I trashed the hotel room. I got arrested in Tucson, Arizona. Don't worry. I don't have to go to my arraignment. I'm already out of it. And, you know, whatever. Like, it is what it is. I'm not proud of myself, but I've also, like, whatever. Like, I've never been in trouble in my fucking life. Like, why? why I, this is clearly uncharacteristic think we're all allowed one christy and i know you broke a bottle in a bar once so i just want to say that like you know some things happened and i know that for a fact it's like kind of a a response to the fact that i feel very insecure in my life right now i don't feel like i have a lot of security so I bought a house. I just went on Thursday and I saw a house that I loved. My real estate agent was Courtney Robertson, winner of The Bachelor, Ben Season, and also my good friend. I love her. She's on this pod. And now Courtney is just, well, like, here's the thing. If you're going to have a real estate agent, why wouldn't it be a model? right? Yeah, I don't know. The only thing, the only
3: reason why I could come up with why is like I would have trouble staring directly in their faces like the sun. It's like too intense.
2: No, Courtney is and Courtney is pretty like that. You're like, which way do I look? But she's looking at her when she was. Yeah, no, she's really, really pretty. That's why. I mean, do you fear that like unusually good looking people? Yes. But yeah, because I know other people fear that I figured let's put her in there for my fierce negotiations. And she did an amazing job. And we like Courtney pulled out the biggest stick player move in the game, which was that my final offer was going to be $3000 and no more than the, the than the other highest offer. So I just kept going in $3000 increments till everyone gave up. You just squeeze that puppy till there was no life left in it. Now I'm a home- homeowner, so I'm really happy. I'm gonna move in there in 40 days. I'm gonna grow lemon trees and weed. The first thing I did when I got in my house was I was like, oh, I can <laughs> grow so much weed, and like, this is where the kegs are gonna go for a party. And like, I did the most responsible thing I could do, and then I immediately figured out how my friends and I are gonna defile it. So I'm really excited. <laughs> We're gonna Yay. have a huge blast, like, huge party. Everyone's gonna come out, everyone's gonna bring me pills and stuff, and it's just gonna be like really fun. So, I don't really know how to like summarize what the fuck's going on in my life without either implicating myself in a crime or giving you guys information that I'm kind of trying to keep in my back pocket for a legal situation I'm in. I'm suing the company that brought the stalker to me. It's really sad. Really crazy situation. Yeah. I would say you
3: have a lot going on. You're in flux. Like. There are times when good things will happen to you, but not every aspect of your life is in place or like this goes for anyone. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's hard to like really relish in the good things that have happened to you when you have so much other aspects of your life that's in kind of influx
2: and in chaos. Thank you for summarizing that for me, because you're absolutely right. I went on a Tinder date the other night with a guy. I have a boyfriend now, by the way. So, <laughs> but I went on a Tinder date the other night before I had sorted those details out, and we were discussing. And that's fine. That's totally like that's, fair game. That's what I'm saying. I think like that's people don't saying. have that conversation, and
3: that's where a lot of women get tripped up. Is that's because they I'm don't saying. have the formalized. Don't assume anything when you're in a relationship oh, with no. anyone.
2: As soon as I liked this guy, I yeah. doubled down on the other dates because yeah. I was like, I'm not going to set myself up for a failure. Like I'm not going to be left in the dust. I'm just going to like keep trying to like investigate hotties, and then like when. When something happens, it happens. But yeah. obviously I got this guy to be totally obsessed with me pretty quickly. So <laughs> it was like not really necessary. All but right. um <laughs> You guys, this isn't the new malls. Like I used to not even be able to tell guys to not be mean to me. And now I'm just fucking blowing through boyfriends, very serious <laughs> commitments. So Malls we, 2.0. 2.0 for real. <laughs> and so he was this my Tinder date from the other night was saying that he has had an Excel sheet. And in, in that Excel sheet are like six categories: like work. Love, comedy. That was a big question mark for me when he's like <laughs> comedy is on my uh family, friendships, and money. Okay. And in each one of those categories, every single day at 10 PM, he has a an alarm go off on his phone and he ranks each one of those things one through ten. Yeah. And he said that one day he wants to have an artist illustrate what those ebbs and flows were because nothing has ever been all 10s in one category and nothing has ever been all ones in one and in in all the categories and like that is that's life to me like yes like my work situation right now it may be a five my love life feels like a nine my personal like my my familial shit maybe feels like a three like it's all over the place always so it's kind of that's why you have to like really try to
3: focus it's hard and I was just talking to Molly about this before we started the podcast it's like when you're in a way about stuff and you feel like you're being weighed down, it's easy to like kind of knock, it, knock on yourself for not appreciating the good things in your life. True. But when you're in that mindset, it's very difficult to appreciate things like that. So it's important not to get on yourself about it so much. Yeah. And kind yeah. Of give yourself a break. No, it's hard give to not yourself give yourself, a, break, yourself a hard
2: time. No, I know. Well, I don't even realize I'm hard on myself to like yeah. literally I was like, I got my car broken into in Palm Springs and yeah. someone stole $5,000 worth of shoes and clothing for me. And I just started to like tear up at the desk. And I was like, I'm such an idiot. I must have left my car door open. And like the desk clerk looked at me and goes, Molly, Molly, you are way too hard on yourself. And I was like, that fucking random stranger can like see the mental turmoil I'm putting myself through right now and thinks it's inappropriate. Like, why can't I figure that out? And I think, you know, maybe reflect on that, y'all. Not to get too heavy at the top of the pod. Yeah. But reflect on that over this holiday season. Why are you so mean to yourself? Like, you can't... Like, what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed... We don't know anything. Like, look at our own parents. They're all fucking messes. No offense, (laughs) Mom. But, like, you know, they're all figuring it out. No one has all the answers all the time. So, whatever. You guys... We have an awesome guest today who I've been a fan of for a long time. Everyone knows that I'm a big fan of Allison Rosen's pod, and uh, she is a regular guest on the Thursday show. And she also has her own amazing podcast, Sorry Not Sorry, with Jenna Kim Jones. And she's a new mom. You guys, it's Jenna Kim Jones.
0: Woohoo! Hi, hey, honey. how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I am really relating to this whole, like, don't be so hard on yourself situation. Yes. Because oh, well, you're a new mom. I am, like, yeah. every day is like, I'm the worst. Yeah. I'm not feeding her enough. I'm not doing it right. I'm a terrible parent. Is she fine? I don't know. She yeah. just cries and eats and sleeps. Maybe she's not. Do you I don't worry know. about her
2: being cold all the time? All the time. <laughs>
0: yeah. Every dumb thing you can imagine. Is that a rash? No, she's just kind of hot and, like, is a little red. Like, yeah. everything is yeah. crazy right now. I'm, like, amped. To a stress degree that I've never experienced.
2: Well, I'm glad you could follow anything I just said. I appreciate that. <laughs> and also, I have to see for a brand new mom, she walked in here today and she, you look well rested. Thank Your you. Your skin looks amazing. Whoa. Your hair is put together. You look great. Like, I was yeah. like totally low key. Well. Like, if Jenna, like, it needs to, like, breastfeed or pump while we're doing <laughs> yeah, this like, or like okay? if we want to walk off and cry like I'm with you girl I'll go out there we'll smoke a cigarette I'll get you hooked I don't care two uh, things I do want to say like when you walked in
3: like you have a really great energy to you yeah. and I know that sounds oh, really thanks. like mystic and I'm not usually that kind of like person yeah very like emphatic and black and white and scientific but you have like a really great vibe and energy to you that I felt like immediately as Thank soon as you you, walked in well, you also have a
2: musical spirit I've noticed that about you have your voice like oh, there's music okay. in, well like there's music in your like you can hear in your spirit that you're a musical person. I know you are a singer. Yes. But like you just some people come across as like they have a song in their heart and I think that you definitely have that. Like it's like very a lot of compliments
3: it. happening a lot. It's well hard. we, we yeah. got a lot
2: of really <laughs> dark people in here.
3: <laughs> so the second thing I wanted to say, yeah, we were we were just we had so much darkness at the top that we're trying to counteract that. The second thing I wanted to say is like as a new mom, do you find that people are nicer to you? Oh,
2: yeah.
3: Uh, well, mm, yes,
0: yes. There's like a lot of oh, you're a new mom, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If they have to know you're a new mom, obviously. But right, yeah, right. I was actually kind of depressed because when I was super huge and pregnant, I was like, oh, everyone was so amazing to me everywhere I went. And I thought, when this ends, it's going to be so depressing. When, when were I just you go back to a normal,
3: normal citizen. Yeah.
2: Girl, you had the baby three weeks ago, right? Three weeks ago. Okay, yeah. so w- when were you huge and pregnant? Because you already look so tiny. I cannot uh, believe you just had a baby. Very nice of you. Uh, Yeah, I was huge
0: up until three weeks ago. I mean, like I could barely walk. Where does it go? Full on waddle. It comes out of you, and it's disgusting.
2: Okay, can you explain, please? Because I, I don't think. Okay, mucus plug. I know. (laughs) I learned about the mucus plug at like 28. (laughs) Why is there not a public dialogue about the mucus plug? There
0: should be a public dialogue about everything after your after birth.
3: It's what happens.
2: So gross. Give so. us,
3: give us something. So like, because we've had like I'm not some hard ignorant. i following. I know. We've had some like ignorant conversations on this podcast about babies because neither Molly I or know. And I really. I, don't, know. I see maybe one baby a year, yeah. and I'm stunned. I'm always like, oh look
2: at that small cat with human ears. Oh my god! I'm always surprised. Continue. I'm like, <laughs> oh, can the baby
3: eat guacamole? I was asking my mom if my like five-month-old niece could eat guacamole at this point. Yeah. No. They, I was like, uh, she doesn't need to chew it.
0: Right. Yeah. They can just, just gulp it down. Suck down, down some. Guops. yeah
3: um. <laughs> let's put it in a bottle
2: okay They'll so what don't we
0: know <laughs> okay so well for me it was like you have the baby and as soon as she came out of me i mean like we're talking in labor yeah delivery she comes out they put her on top of me meanwhile all the doctors stay down
2: there oh yeah and so do a lot a, of stuff. investigation discovery <laughs> there's like
0: they pull the placenta out which my husband was like that was the biggest thing I've ever seen he's like it was like a cow's heart Did you came it? out of you no they asked us yeah. do you want to take this home and I was like please get that away from me I never want to see it again it's the most disgusting <laughs> I love that thing about you I've ever seen I know
2: a woman well I knew and I had an English teacher whose friend made placenta jerky like she put her placenta in the dehydrator because she wanted to bring it home for her husband to eat and so she couldn't figure out how to get the placenta on the plane. So oh my gosh. she just put it in the dehydrator and then sat around and made her placenta jerky as a family. I think we just Sorry. found the title of this podcast. Placenta, placenta
0: jerky. jerky. So gross. So they and then they like they like push on your stomach as hard as they can to, to get just get that. everything out. And then for like the last two to three weeks, it's still, I'm still not healed down there right but stuff comes out of you like chunks of
2: stuff oh I know that's so no one ever mentioned the chunks to me and everyone that's why you have to wear those Diaper Giant pads. pads, yeah. Oh, I'm furious. My best friend just had a baby, and I never heard about this stuff. She's This is her second baby, and I haven't, I haven't heard anything about she, post... You know, she
0: has probably more decorum than I do. No, like, she you sent know. me a picture
2: of her tits this morning. And she said, I can feed humans, and they're huge. I'm amazing. Like, this is what... that's. I wake up to pictures of her tits every day. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, well, then, I don't know. Maybe she's, like, more... Maybe you got a little extra. Yeah, maybe. Exactly. Maybe.
0: (laughs) I've been collecting for the last nine months. Because it it seriously was freaky. Like, going to the bathroom was scary.
2: That's so scary. Did you have to get stitches? Oh, yeah. too personal? No, no, I did.
0: Yeah. They should be healed by now. It did. That was painful. They
2: they dissolve, correct? Mm -hmm. There's no stitch removal process?
0: Yeah, yeah. I had the whole kitten and caboodle happened yeah. down there. It was a. It was a. Lot. I was in labor for twenty eight hours.
2: Wow. Oh my gosh. I had no idea. Yeah. So wait. So when did you start the pushing process? Like so, I only pushed for forty five minutes. Right. But I
0: had. Um. They started me out. They did a. I had. I was induced because. Right. Um. I was ten days late. Well, I, I was, remember. Yeah, yeah. It was like forever, and then they finally said, "Okay, we're going to induce you." And they started me on this procedure where they put a balloon inside of your cervix. Okay. And they they blow it up. Uh And then they let your body naturally
1: open. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
3: I've been silent for the past couple minutes because my mouth is just open.
2: I'm desperately trying to find saliva in my mouth to swallow because my whole throat is dry. This is why I shouldn't tell anyone (laughs) any of this. No, tell everyone because why don't we know this? This is terrible that we're women that don't know this. It is important. It's Mm. important for adoption also.
3: (laughs) Yeah, it is true.
0: Yeah. So they did that. That took about six hours for it, my body to dilate and open enough so that the balloon would fall back out. Out, yeah. Essentially. And then they started me on Pitocin, which is a drug that starts contractions. So
2: how'd you like that? Because, Jen, I know you're Mormon, so you're not really into the sauce and stuff. And, like, I kind of think that getting pregnant is, like, mostly about the drugs. My friend told me after, you get Percocet for, like, weeks. They gave me some... Come they on.
0: gave me a bunch of drugs. I've only taken, like, the low-ends, like the Motrin and the yeah. ibuprofen. You're just because. a saint. Well, no, I... I'm not, but they gave me an epidural real quick after the Pitocin because yeah. like the, cause I felt the contraction starting and I was like, I don't need this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So they gave me the epidural, which was not a big deal. I thought it was going to be horrible. Yeah. Not a big cause deal. Cause there's
2: like, they talk about the spinal tap of it all. Yeah. A lot. And,
0: and it was not a big deal. I didn't feel anything cause they numbed everything before. Oh, that's awesome. So you just like get it and you're done. And then you get what?
2: one of those this afternoon. <laughs>
0: Yeah, except for you, they have to put a catheter in you too. So you don't want that.
2: (laughs) I don't know, Jenna. I've been pretty hard up in the past. Um, Okay, so so then yeah, then
0: I uh, basically just had contractions for hours and felt the pressure of a baby, but
2: wasn't allowed to push. They're going to
0: split open. It feels like. To be perfectly honest, like you have to take the greatest dump of your entire I life. I understand. I mm-hmm. understand. That pressure
2: is not fun. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. Yeah, and
0: I felt like the my body wanted to push for about two full hours at least. Yes. Where it was like, I need to get this thing out of me. I need to get it out of me. But the doctors were like, No, you're not ready yet. We like It was just, it was a really complicated experience where I felt like I wasn't being listened to necessarily right at the end there. And then they finally came in and checked me and I was fully dilated and 45 minutes later.
2: That's amazing. Well, I mean, girl, I would imagine after 28 hours or 27 hours of anything, like I would be singing red. I'd be like, listen to me. I know what's going on. And like, And my husband was starting to
0: lose it too. He was like, Al was like, "I, I couldn't take watching you Because my body at that point was like fully shaking. And then I was so tired. And then they're like, okay, let's start pushing. And I'm like, that's when I kind of broke down in tears and was like, I can't do it. I can't push this thing out of me. I'm so tired. And he was very good, a very good cheerleader of like, you can do it. I mean, I actually had been making fun of movies. Like there's (laughs) always that scene where the woman's like, I can't do it. it. (laughs) And I fully was that woman. Yeah, I can't do this. And he had to like... Look me in the eyes. Give me the motivational speech. Tell me my hair looked okay, even though I know it didn't. I wanted that
2: that even mattered to you. I I don't care what my hair looks like now. I wanted (laughs) to brush my hair the the entire (laughs) yes.
0: But I couldn't do it. Every time he handed me the brush, a contraction would come, and I would just end up squeezing the hairbrush as hard as I could.
2: Oh and my then
0: god! I would loosen it, and then I would fall asleep for thirty seconds, and then the contraction would come back, and it would just—it was this. That's horrible, insane! Yeah. It makes
2: total sense that your body just goes completely, it passes out mm-hmm. after something like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And can I tell you that I both think it is so awesome and so funny that <laughs> for labor, Al got you a toaster. Like, <laughs> I—that was your push. I want he one got of me a sick a toaster, a toaster oven. oven. <laughs> it's really nice. But then I was kinda like I was like, that's really nice. Then I was like, wait a minute. She just had a baby. I think we can do better than toast, Al. I mean, granted, he's going to take care of you and the kid for a really long time. Right, yes. No. And that's it was a lot of toast. You're going to need a lot of toast over the years. But it's really funny. That's like the best push present I've ever seen. I have to say, I appreciated it. We've yeah. used it a lot. You're not Kim K. You don't need a diamond choker no. from Lorraine, Lorraine Schwartz. I'm I good. It. Um, what do you think about the baby name Saint, by the way? I don't know. I mean, really. I for, knew it. Yeah. I knew Robert or Donda was going to be on the mix. And I was like, please don't name the baby Dondo. And then I was like, wait, I bet they're going to name it a word like Jenga. That it's like we all know what that <laughs> word means to us. But to them, it means something different. Well,
0: For me, the only thing that bugs me about it is that it's like Kanye kind of has a savior complex anyway. So oh, yeah. it does feel like he's like. I'm starting my own family religion. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. Like, no. my son is the next me type thing, yes. so we better give him a name. And that's
2: a huge name to live up to. Yes. Like, you can just see, like, St. West found dead. And, like, and it's uh. very scary not to go to a dark place. But, like, come on. Let's just be real. Are they capable of loving their own children? I hope to God they are. <laughs> I just don't know if that's fully possible. When I think about people that, like, you know, like – I look at my dog every day, I'm completely in love with him. I when I think look at the Kardashians' pets, I'm like, do they touch them and like know how to show them love? Like or are they just like
0: It is weird to me because like I have just been in we jokingly, we've been calling it baby jail, but essentially <laughs> like st- I've just been at home for the last three weeks, like yes. not doing anything. My entire focus is this child and there's so much to do. And she throws up on everything and like changing diapers, she'll pee mid change. And, yes. and then you're like, OK, there's pee everywhere now. And I just washed you and all these different things. And you go like, do celebrities really do it? Do no. they do this? They, do they definitely go don't. go into the throes of this baby Craziness. I bet
2: Sandra Bullock does with her adopted children. I feel oh, like yeah. she does, but
3: I've yeah. seen Tiffany Amber Thiessen change a diaper. Oh no, okay. I think she's, but <laughs> yeah.
2: she's, but she has that. I think Tiffany's normal. Yeah. Uh, but oh yeah, but I think that like <laughs> if you think like uh, Charlie is Charlize at home changing a diaper? Mm, yeah, it's maybe like, her. Maybe Reese. Who knows? I can see Reese slinging a yeah, slinging a baby around, changing a diaper. Jennifer Garner for sure. She's oh. like in there. I think Jennifer Garner is the best mom in the world. When so I, I. When I was writing gossip, I would just write like <laughs> posts of Jennifer Garner with pictures of her children and be like, Jennifer Garner, still the best mother in the world. Because like her kids are so cute and she wears New Balances and they were like nerdy glasses from Lens crafter- Crafters yes. and they're like, so cute and just like good little girls. Like and they have a boy now too, I think. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor, like poor Jennifer Garner. She's going through tough times. I yeah. Did you see that Ben F like back
3: tattoo that he has now? What? No. What is it? It's like a giant phoenix
2: on his back. Have oh, you not seen this? Is that the
0: sun's name? He rising from the phoenix? ashes. Oh, no.
2: Oh, wait. What's the sun's of his name? Is the sun named Phoenix or something? No. Um. Is it because he's a phoenix? Is that what that symbolis- symbolism <laughs> is? I don't know. I think he got it like after the separation i thought you were going to say some real white trash boston shit i thought you were going to say like he has like a full like family crest on his back or something like little irishman yeah
0: yeah
2: all right well that's probably i mean you know not a great acting decision oh my gosh it's huge that is gigantic wait so is that was that taken at the tattoo parlor
3: uh No, he was on the set of a movie
2: and he's wearing like a little medical thing. That's for
3: real. Yeah, that's it's real. It's not for a movie. Yeah, no, it's oh real because gosh. they had like a snapshot of it like a couple months ago because he was like lifting up his arms. Yeah. And you could see it in the back. So, so is were, that like,
2: what he has been doing for the last year? Because you don't get ink <laughs> like that. Like you don't pop into Sunset Tattoo and get like a quick whatever. Like that's months and months of work and coloring. Oh, and, yeah. Like, I wonder who designed that. I wonder if it's, like, some big tattoo artist. You guys, email us about Ben Affleck's tattoo. <laughs> Jenna, do you want to play um, – do you fear that with us? Yes. Okay, awesome. We have this game. It's all about fears. I believe fears are very telling. Christina's going to pull it up for me. So, guys, I just got the 6S Plus, and Christina just handed me her phone. This is the 5S. Yeah. I feel I th- – first getting I thought a 6S, this was an iPod. All right? I don't even remember a time <laughs> in my life. This isn't even – they used not to even smaller, f- yeah, four months ago did I have this phone, not even four months ago, and I look at this now, I really think this looks like a small bar of soap. If someone handed me this, I would say that's not enough soap to wash my body. This is so small. <laughs> How cute is this, Guy's vintage, okay, um, so I'm getting a new phone for Christmas, <laughs> you are. Yeah. No, I, you don't need a new phone. Look at this. What am, what am I doing? Um, okay, so Jenna.
4: Yes. This is a
2: game. Do you fear that? It's 50 questions. It's kind of like 51. Uh, and if you are afraid of this thing, yes or no, maybe elaborate if it's like super scary or super not scary. Okay. Because all these things vaguely scare me. Sure, sure. Okay. One, being naked in front of someone who's angry at you. <laughs> uh, yes. Sure. Deep space. No. Fire. No. Food in countries you've never been to? No. Okay, so JKJ was born in Korea. How crazy is that? And you lived there until, well, you were like five or something? Eight. Eight. Mm-hmm. So do you still speak Korean? Mm-hmm. I forgot anything
0: mm-hmm. I once knew. Isn't
3: was that it, amazing? Was it a mission or was it like no, a military thing?
0: No, my dad is an attorney there and still is. So he still lives in Korea. So... We have lots of Asia connections.
2: Did you think, like, American food was weird when you first moved kind here? Kind of. Actually, not so much
0: because my mom was pretty good. She always wanted us to, like, have our roots in America. You yes. Know? Uh, so, but it was amazing, like, the amount of stuff. So mm-hmm. when we would go to the grocery store, it was, like, my gosh there's just like these pop tarts are amazing and there's so right, many right. kinds and yeah. the cereal there's so many kinds <laughs> what do you remember
2: cool. about like food there that would probably surprise us
0: uh like korean food yeah um it's very smelly which is probably not surprising there's a lot of good korean food here in la yeah but for me it's like the idea that like they're really noisy eaters interesting very noisy it's a sign like a compliment like yeah, you slurp your food and make a lot of noise that means you're enjoying I've it i've always and that wondered appreciate about appreciate what you're eating so that's kind of like off-putting when you don't when you're not used to it you go like what, what
2: you're all a bunch of slobs. oh i lived in koreatown for five yeah. years and i was super confused until <laughs> right. you just told me that <laughs>
3: right. i was well, like i think wow. it
2: used to be like in roman
3: history like if you burped loudly yeah that was yeah, like yeah. A of
2: like appreciation
3: for the meal that you had yeah absolutely
2: mm-hmm. but, um, not slurping i don't want any slurping in the mix but i do have to say that that is my number one thought whenever i want to travel somewhere i'm like can i eat that like is that my thing is always also too like
3: personal space boundaries are completely different in countries like outside of the u.s so i just learned this um in the united states personal space is at least 18 inches away Mm -hmm. and that's like British people have the most personal yes. distance, and then yes. we're, like, kind of second. But, yeah,
2: that's uh, – 18 inches is No, in a lot French, they'll, so, like, dry hump bubble. your leg if you want to try on a medium-sized <laughs> sweater. Like, they, like, don't – like, there's no – it's, like, very – yeah, different – it's crazy how we're very interesting here, and I'm starting to really think, especially with everything that's going on in the world, how immature America is. Like, I mean, obviously, that's very – um. You know, I mean, what did what did Johnny Depp say? America's like a puppy. We all gave him shit. He's not wrong. He's not. He's not wrong. Um, okay. The dark. Uh, no. Unexpectedly seeing a naked adult. Yes. Thank you. Yes. That's weird, right? Very I don't want to just be like open. Whoa! Like yeah. that'd be really upsetting to me. Yeah. I don't exactly. like walk around like bracing myself, <laughs> but like if I saw it, I'd be afraid of it. Yes. I'd be like, "Why are you naked? That's not sure. customary." I'd probably gasp. You <laughs> know.
3: <laughs> Maybe a little shriek. You, cr- you would you clutch imaginary pearls? <laughs> oh, absolutely, so hard. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
2: clowns. Mm, yeah, they're not super friendly. Yeah, I don't love them. Sleeping alone. No. Getting caught talking to yourself in the car. <laughs> no. Little person porn. Yes. Germs. Uh. No. No. Saying a new word out loud for the first time. Totally. By the way, can I say how much I appreciate you being a new mom like who doesn't care about germs? Because I don't either. <laughs> I
0: don't. I, in fact, I almost feel a little like, should I care more? And then I don't.
2: No, throw her in the ball <laughs> pit at McDonald's. You'll never need to get her a flu shot in her life. She'll be great. Uh, the idea that you might be the only person in your friend group who doesn't understand the movie you just saw.
0: Yeah, I don't like that.
2: I saw. I remember hearing you saw Gem and the Holograms. And like I you do. had a very... Um, you had a very, what would be the word? Uh, you were very political about it. Like you handled how probably terrible it was very well. You were like, it wasn't for me, but I can see how it would be for another person. And <laughs> yeah. you know, I were like 11. I was like, Jenna, just rip it. What's
3: wrong? Like Go after it. It's crazy. And she was like one of 10 people. Four I, people in saw America- I, <laughs> I was
0: the only person in the theater. Yeah. And actually at one point a man walked in and sat down and it Part of me was like, he's either here to attack me, or
2: he's like super weird. I and heard the old, there's a lonely pregnant woman in jail. Right?
0: The only thing I was like, I better get my phone out just in case I need to call nine one one because this man might kill me. Uh, and then he left after about five minutes, so yeah. I, I could relax and then also
2: figure out what am I watching. <laughs> that man was me. Uh, first dates, no. Uh, finding out that you've been suffering from a severe mental illness your entire life yes
0: mental illness freaks me out
2: it does Mm -hmm. what do you Mm -hmm. think would be if you had to like say people would probably figure out on that what would it be
0: if if i had one
2: yeah like let's say you are who you are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then a doctor came to you tomorrow and said (laughs) jenna you're not just you you've been dealing with this affliction your entire life you are blank what do you Ooh, think it would i be? don't know
0: i feel like probably something like a bipolar not maybe not a bite but something even worse maybe a sociopath probably a sociopath no yeah. way yeah. i would
2: never peg you as a socio well
0: good i don't think i am one i hope not but, but that's
2: true is that a sociopath would never know they're a sociopath right. yeah um watching mold grow on nature shows uh no what you'll see when you look in the mirror. I still okay, just real, I still don't understand the mold one. I heard okay. you do
0: play this game with other people and I'm like, what is that even So, okay. okay. So when
2: you watch like a nature show or like a video of like molds <laughs> and it's sporous and it develops Rapidly,
0: it's like a time lapse? Yeah, yeah. it's like okay. a hyperlapse okay. of the mold yeah. You know how they try to show like time passing? Yes, yes, like, okay. Yeah. Or but
2: if you ever like find and it. And it freaks you out. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like to see it grow and make a family and grow <laughs> on top of itself. It's just it's too biological for me, to be perfectly honest. There's just something too biological about it. Lena Dunham's success? Um,
0: am I scared of it? No, I understand. I think I understand her success, but sometimes I go, I don't know if she doesn't. Here's the thing about Lena Dunham. Mm -hmm. I think clearly she's very talented. Clearly she's done a lot of good stuff, but I don't feel like she necessarily represents
2: me and my
0: age group of people. Right. That's
2: all. Yes. Okay. Well, no, I mean, I think anytime you give someone the label, like voice of a generation, even if she mockingly did it herself at one point, (laughs) like it's. You're a voice, yeah, you're a voice of certain people of some generation in the same way. But I could think of her like I think of Woody Allen, where it's Mm, like you're in that and you create that world and you are that world and you can appreciate it from the outside or you like are like, that's me. Totally. okay, Yeah. um, But I'm not afraid of it. Or you can see it and be like, ew. Like, (laughs) I think that a lot. But what I think is really interesting about her and why I thought of her when I was thinking of fear of people's success is that. I think people have a really difficult time processing how something that they don't understand could be so successful. Mm-hmm. And I think because she's young and a woman that it's yes. like, hey, if she can have that and I don't understand it, then where does that leave me?
0: You know what I fear?
2: I fear like YouTubers' success more <laughs> yeah. than I fear Lena yeah. Dunham's success. Yeah. You oh, because they make $27,000 a day yes. for like doing nothing? Yes. Yeah. That's and it's not even like, more.
3: quality stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like
2: racist, homophobic fart jokes. Like if you can oh, manage yeah. to make a fart joke, both racist and, and homophobic. And
3: it also just <laughs> (laughs) Like, there's no progression in terms of like skill. You would think that the videos would be getting better in quality, but they never do. Right. Like, the same level of like amateur. Yeah. I
2: think, like, someone like you can see someone like, uh, an example from, like, years ago, I Justine, for example, when she first started out mm-hmm. just, like, camming in her apartment and she would just, like, have, a like, a live stream going of her all day and then seeing how her editing skills developed over the years and how she figured out comedic timing and characters. Do I watch that and think it's funny? Fuck no. But I also don't watch anything on Disney Channel. I'm, <laughs> like, LOL my ass off either. <laughs> so I just don't, like, it's someone's idea of a fun time. It's just not sure. mine.
0: No, not, I don't think, I think you have to be young. That's yeah, the thing. it's young. like
3: that also scares not me that, we're that I'm, not young, I'm, but... I'm becoming like irrelevant. Yeah. Right.
2: Oh, culture. I've known for a while culture. that I don't know anyone that pe- like 15 year olds think are famous. I don't know any of their names like Cody Simpson fine or yeah, whatever they yeah. are. Yeah. I don't know who they are. All these pop stars coming out of nowhere. Oh, Shawn yeah. Mendes. Who the fuck is that? Who is that? Really? I know. I, know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but I am glad that I I clocked Ariana Grande early on and I said, I bet the teens will love her. And boy, do they ever. Uh, Dancing in public? No. Singing in public? No. Missing out on events or parties? No. Having to go to events or parties? Yes. That you're a fraud? Oh, yeah, sometimes. It's Mm -hmm. a lady thing, I think, Mm -hmm. too. It's also a creative thing. Mm -hmm. That no one would ever romantically love you if your face got burned off (laughs) with acid? Yes. I don't understand people that are like, I kill it. No, I don't fear that. Um, Mispronouncing someone's name every time you see them and never being corrected? Yeah, I fear that.
0: Spending a week in Times Square. I lived on 50th and 8th for like three years. So I basically lived in Times Square. Jenna worked at The Daily Show and you
2: were if I'm not were you the sense like were you the person who had to go through the script and if there was a bad word circle it
0: I did that uh, I did that along with lots of other things but yeah that was one of them
2: I love that about you (laughs) because that is the hardest job like we used to get emails at two broke girls being like on page 24 you guys say jizz five times we can't Mm -hmm. say jizz because jizzam is semen and it's like I'm like (laughs) it was just always like you get these long legal explanations (laughs) of why that one synonym for that one word is not okay and Mm it's the best it's the best form in the game um what else did you do there uh I was like a script
0: assistant type so I took a lot of notes made a lot of copies yeah um pretty much that's it yeah (laughs) that was like the gist of my job yeah what was
2: your um did you have like an up close and personal with a guest or anything that we might be interested in oh um
0: yeah I've had lots of weird experiences I think my weirdest daily show guest experience was with well actually there were two there was election night when Obama was first elected mm. in 2008. Oh, that it was must like be a crazy nuts. night. Yes. We did the live show and it, they, he just announced he'd won. I, and just I got was like, chills for you.
2: Running. I don't know <laughs> Oh,
0: it was crazy. Yeah. It was that exciting though. And yeah. I I had to like run up to my desk because I needed some different cards because I was like printing out during this live show updates on, you know, their blue cards or Absolutely. whatever, like, it was just crazy. So I'm like running to my desk and I turned the corner and, um, I just had a mind like Robin Williams and... Billy Crystal were sitting at my desk because my desk was right in front of the big that TV. That is crazy. And I'm like, "Excuse me, I just need to get something out of my desk." And just the idea that they were in my like stuff. I was just going to say like,
2: you, like <laughs> when you realize a person is truly famous is when you're embarrassed to move about your own world. Yes. Like you're like, "Oh, you're so famous. I'm not even hum- yes. I just why why <laughs> would I have you- a desk? <laughs> just me who?" Huh? Exactly.
3: <laughs> I have a story about that. Um I was I used to re- uh, do red carpet reporting. Yeah. So I was at the SAG Awards, the Sandra Bullock was having her big, like, uh, I forgot the, the blind side. The blind side yeah. win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was trying to leave the press room after the event, and she was standing in front of the <gasps> doorway. Of, like to stroking get out, out. Okay. So I just stood there Silently for like A solid two and a half minutes <laughs> And she like <laughs> Keeps looking at me From the side of the And I was just like Trying to find a way To like say Excuse me Can I get past you? I and love finally- you so
2: much Because you're not like that So like <laughs> s- Imagining you like that Is really cute to me so, Oh
3: well It probably it was probably Just like 30
2: seconds But it felt like two minutes No yeah. it feels like seven uh, hours yeah, You're like yeah. While well, I've been staring at her <laughs>
3: And she just like Was like t- I think she was like Talking to another reporter or doing something so i didn't want to interrupt that whole process yeah mm-hmm. so then she looks at me and she's like oh are you trying to get by why didn't you say something and i was like i didn't want to interrupt you she's like oh, yeah okay. yeah i would have just been like
2: fuck jesse jane <laughs> right. like, walked out of the room this is before yeah. this is yeah. before
3: um, all that happened oh, so she was still like in the right, glow of being was. happy uh-huh. and like mentioning him in all of her acceptance speeches yeah, and saying I like
2: Biggest come up that guy ever so had. So yeah, but yeah. Sandra Bullock was Dumb very nice. You guys. Just uh, well,
0: I- my other real quick was Justin Bieber came on the show. Tell me everything. And he was. This was like pre-insane fame, pre-tattoos. Yeah. He was still pretty young and um just he basically my boss was like can you just sort of like watch over him today because he's gonna come on the show and just take care of him so i like went to the green room and was like hey
2: are you okay what do you need
0: are you good (laughs) i'm kind of your babysitter for today i didn't say that but then he's like he asked for pizza and ginger ale he wanted chicken and pineapple pizza That's cute. And ginger ale. And I said, no problem. So I went and got it, and I brought it back to the green room, and I'm, like, setting up plates and napkins and stuff for him. And he's just staring at me, and he goes, hey, Jenna.
2: Oh, my God. And at first, he kept
0: calling me Jenna Benna and, like, singing it, like, Jenna Benna. (laughs) And then he finally, like, I'm setting up. I'm kind of leaned over, and he goes, hey, Jenna, I really like that shirt on you. It's a really great color. (laughs)
2: Blue t shirt from you're the gap, Al. you could have had Bieber. The I, father know, I could of have gone to jail. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my god. Well, what color was the shirt? It was just a blue shirt from the gap. He likes Like blue. a nice, yeah, <laughs> like a nice baby blue. Looks really great on you. Was it form fitting? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and
0: then I was like, I see, like, looking down my shirt, you know, it's like a neck, you know, yeah. I'm like, Ah, I gotta go,
2: Jenna. He doesn't even drink ginger (laughs) ale. He just wanted to see you put it down. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Contracting Canada Dry. I know, seriously. That's so cute. Um, You know, Justin is. We have a lot of feelings about Justin here on the pod, and right now he's on our good side because I'm enjoying. Sorry, yeah, Um, he's got some good songs finally. Yeah, he's a sexually young being. I'm really tired of hearing about his dick, though. Like that (laughs) making love all night line. Like really, Mm yeah. That also makes it hard for me to swallow the line that.
3: Got me was like, I'm not trying to get you back on me. Right.
2: (laughs) And also, can we talk about metaphorical gin and juice? Because I'm like, so what's the metaphor, sweetheart? Because like when you say it's a metaphor, now all of a sudden we're there. So like you just if you just said gin and juice, we would have been like, got it. She's not talking about gin and juice. Now we're just picturing you guzzling Canadian cum. Uh, Contracting herpes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Fear. Yeah. Definitely. Jenna, what would you do? I don't know. Where would it come from? A toilet seat? That's what I
0: see. But see, that's my fear. It's because I'm like the super, you know, I've had one partner and I I don't know. You and L Airbnb, like who knows what
2: you pick like, up exactly. in the jacuzzi.
0: You that is my greatest fear because how do you explain it? Like, yeah, oh, toilet seat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Totally. I feel like he'd yeah.
2: believe you though. Um, <laughs> blindly reaching into a bag of jelly beans and putting one in your mouth without looking at it. Oh, fear. Yeah, yeah right? Going through TSI. No. Because yeah, you I've know you didn't it. do anything wrong. Yeah. I'm always feeling like I know I did something wrong. Well, I used to be like that. Yeah. And then I
0: traveled so much in the last couple of years that yeah. I'm just like, I'm over it. Check what you need to do. That's I don't how, care. That's my attitude. Because yeah. like
3: for whatever reason, either sometimes my underwire sets off the
2: like oh, yeah. alarm thing. Dumb titties. Just like fine. Yeah.
3: <laughs> they yeah. reach up in there. <laughs> yeah. The the back of the the hand, hand. Pat. Oh, you get that? I get Oh, no. Like, my favorite is when they do the crotch one. (laughs) (laughs) That's your favorite?
2: (laughs) I'm like, please don't do the crotch one. I
3: stare at them when they do that.
2: (laughs) I know. You would be so sexually intimidating as a TSA agent. I'd be like, oh, no, I can't. Whatever's in her pants, I can't handle it. Needles? No. What's in tap water? No. Spending a month or more with your family and only your family? Ooh, no. You have a big immediate family, right? I do. I have three brothers, two sisters. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they all, they live around here, right? Some of them? I have a brother
0: here. Well, he used to be uh, in Santa Clarita, but now he's down
2: in San Diego. So do you guys get to see each other a lot? We used to.
0: Now, yeah, yeah, he just got remarried, um, and he's kind of just busy down there. What's the
2: Mormon divorce sitch? Like, is it um, I mean I'm sure it's like regular divorce I and mean, yeah. you're not really supposed to do it, but like are is it more common now? Like are you It's very common. I okay. would say and,
0: and honestly there's really no like I guess maybe there was stigma when I was a kid. Sure. And now I feel like it's so much more normal that yeah. that there is no like, oh, your parents got divorced, big deal. When I was I, yeah. younger, and I didn't realize this till I was an adult. Yes. I was like the weird kid with divorced parents, but I didn't know that I was. Your parents
2: are divorced? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. I just thought your parents lived in different mm-hmm. places. Yeah, they
0: separated when I was, when we moved to Utah. My dad okay. stayed in Korea. And then they got divorced a couple years
2: later. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, I think like. I would imagine divorce would become more normalized because I feel like um, if you mar- like if two Mormons get married, it's obvious they're not fucking around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. if some, if the-, the decision to divorce, I could imagine would be more, if not, like yeah. more painful, if anything. Sure, I don't know. I mean, but I don't know why I, I hold Mormons to, like, this insane standard. It's just because, honestly, I cannot imagine people who don't drink. Um, but wait, do you know, like, is that a thing in the community? Like, someone, some, if, if a Mormon teen gets drunk, what happens? Gosh I don't know I didn't have any
0: friends who were real like wild like that yeah. so I
2: don't I don't know <laughs> wild like that wild I know I, know, I didn't drink thing. either in high school I but didn't
0: even know where to get alcohol yeah at the
2: age of like 15 disgusting boys like disgusting 22 year olds that work with your boyfriend at sports sports oh is that stores. how you would get alcohol yeah we get know. like a like once every like three months my boyfriend and I would pick up a six pack of Mike's hard through his um connection at work which is like a 23 year old guy buying two 17 year olds a six pack of my cards lemonade like i cannot think of anything darker and we would like savor them for months oh yeah yeah sip it. it yeah sip that shit um bartles and james in the mix uh sunday nights no uh that you have bad body odor or breath and no one knows how to tell you yes commitment no becoming homeless
0: uh yeah that would be terrifying I wouldn't know what to
2: do. Do you walk around thinking like that could happen to me? Like when you see a homeless person, do you think, well, it's a matter of time?
0: (laughs) I do. No, I don't think that. But I think like how did you get here? Right. What is like that? What was the route to this situation? Because at some point you probably weren't homeless. Right. Right. You know, and most people like I think I've known a couple people who like Maybe not a couple. Maybe it was just one. Maybe I'm exaggerating in my own head. But like one person who's like, my dad's homeless in another city. And it was
2: like, wait, what? And it's like he had some mental
0: illness and he just like didn't want to do life anymore. And he just like... Is homeless in another place.
2: I think I've heard someone say that too about yeah. their mom. And you know what? There's it's that's crazy. It's like having a really severe addict. There's like nothing you can do. Right. There's and they may even be a really severe addict. Right. So that's really um yeah. I feel like whenever I see a homeless person, I go on that similar mental mental journey where I'm like, who wasn't there for you? Right. What happened?
0: And there's no one in your life that can help you. Or did you choose this? Right. Are you? unaware of your situation and then I
2: also look at that and I think I go to this I think a lot of people go to a place like oh no I have a family though and it's like no they probably had a family too right just sometimes people stop caring about you or they give up or they're selfish or like they never cared about you at all Mm -hmm. or or
3: sometimes people just don't want the help
2: yeah that's true too yeah Mm -hmm. that's true it's really I don't know I mean I don't know why I fear it so much I did just buy a home (gasps) I'm the opposite of you are like (laughs) homeful Oh my god! I I'm mm-hmm. homeful. Mm-hmm. I had no idea I'm homeful. That's so big. Oh my god! I'm actually not going to be homeless. Unless I'm so excited I, for well, I you. I could fuck this up. Who knows? I don't know. I, I take it back. It's going to be fine. Jenna, do you fear change? <laughs> uh, no. Do you accidentally? Do you fall? Uh, sorry. Do you fear accidentally falling in love with a stripper or sex worker? <laughs> <laughs> no. Jenna, maybe what,
0: years ago. Yeah. What maybe. would you
2: do if, like, let's say? You're on the road, okay? For some okay. reason, you're road tripping alone. And like your car breaks down. And so you walk into a little bar on the side of the road and you see this hunk riding the <laughs> shit out of a pole. And you're like, I think that's the love of my life. And you're like, but I can't have my man seen like that. And I can't like, bring him home. Here's a Book of Mormon.
0: <laughs> and
2: <laughs> Get him in the mix. <laughs> I think that's a good I actually don't think that's a bad idea. Vomiting? Uh, no. Bugs? Yes. Being fisted? Yes. Unusually, you're married. It's fine. No, <laughs> unusually good-looking people. Yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, as long as it's a faithful fist. <laughs> the dentist. Uh, no. Death. Uh, yes. Knowing what your hot dogs actually made of. No. Crying in public. No. Being with a man or uh, being with a man who's crying in public. No. Uh, being arrested for a murder you didn't commit. Yes. Heights. Yes, terrified. The idea that your worst enemy might be right about you. Uh yeah. Birds. No. All right. Nice. That's do you fear that? Jenna, you are uh, reasonably fearful in a good way. Yeah. Oh, are yeah. I am afraid I'm, of I'm, all the right things. I have lots
0: of anxieties.
2: But no, nah, you're not too afraid. There's a lot of people that come in right off the top of like deep space, makes me want to kill myself. So <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: not quite suicidal yet. That's but good.
2: who knows? Who My knows? feelings
0: on birds could change that dramatically. TBD. Yeah.
2: Uh, do you have three reasons why you're qualified to give advice on today's show?
0: Yes. Here they are. I've never been to therapy of any kind. So mm-hmm. either that means I have all the problems or none of the You're problems. Perfect. We don't know. Okay. <laughs> Good. Could, I could be the craziest person ever or maybe just the most unstable. I don't know. Or maybe not. I don't Do you, know. Have you ever felt like you needed to go to a therapist? Mm-hmm. Or is that really? not really appealing to really? you? Not really, but I'm like a pretty chatty. Bro- I'll tell yeah. people.
2: Yeah, I'm wrong pretty chatty, broad. Yeah, I so. think you're very self-referenced. <laughs> I get a self-referenced vibe from you. Like I yeah. feel like you can kind of be like you have inner fortitude or something. I
0: yeah, maybe yeah. A little bit. So um, my other one is I had a baby three weeks ago. I feel like giving birth really changes your perspective on things yeah um and I worked in television and I feel like once you work in tv you learn a lot about people feelings emotions bad things that happen between people yeah um it's hardly a job
2: in the most jobs all at once yeah it is
0: and I actually feel like working in tv is a little bit like just recently, I was watching Downton Abbey, and I was like, oh my gosh, it kind of feels like living in a Downton Abbey era. Yeah. Like, you have the levels of people. Right. And it gets very, like, dramatic and catty, and yes. there's a lot going on. So I feel like working in TV has given me a lot of life perspective. Right. Can you
2: even imagine what making Downton Abbey is like? <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> That seems super stressful. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Victorian furniture! <laughs> right? um, burn it down! Okay, uh, let's take our
4: calls. Malls, hi, malls, love the podcast. So, I hope this isn't time for holiday stuff, kind of a holiday themed question. So, I'm late 20s, been with my boyfriend for like 10 years. So, obviously, around holiday time, like everyone my age is like getting married at this time of our lives. So, friends, family always asking, like, when are you going to get married? And all that stuff. And then it's like, I just kind of feel ambivalent towards it right now. Like, I could take it or leave it. So answering the questions is sort of an annoyance. So I was looking for, like, a fun comeback, like, a good way to segue out of the conversation or just avoid it or, like, a snappy one-liner because sometimes I just want to be like, because you guys are all going to get divorced, like, but I'm not that cold-hearted knowing, like,
2: most of my family have gotten divorced. So,
4: (laughs) yeah, any thoughts?
2: Thanks. Bye. Okay, I'm just going to look on Amazon really quickly, but I think you can get, like, a printer scanner fax for probably, like, a 100 bucks or something now. So you want to get your boyfriend to pull his dick out and put it on that copier, and you're going to make about 400 copies of his dick. And then you're going to go to the store, you're going to get um, about 100 envelopes. And inside each envelope, you're going to put four pictures of said deck. Yeah, I'm looking at a nice one right now for 199 Brother makes it. It's a wireless monochrome printer with scanner copier. In fact, perfect for this.
3: I mean, she can go to FedEx. They don't look at your copies there. Right,
2: exactly. So then you go and you take you take these dick copies and you put four inside each envelope. And anytime anyone asks you, you just say, here, go suck on this. And then they go suck on the envelope in the corner and that's your answer. That's what I would do. Just go suck on an envelope of dicks. What do you think? Do you think that's <laughs> creative and fun? You can that make green is and very red paper. Creative.
0: I, you know... <laughs> Uh, this one's tough because it's so annoying. My husband and I used to get this all the time with having kids, and we would we did he did come up with a one liner that was ter- that would freak people out. He would, you know, when are you going to have a baby? And he'd say, Oh, as soon as we figure out how to consummate the marriage. <laughs> like we've been married for a while, yeah. We just can't figure it out. I yeah. don't know, but it's also really nosy. It's, it's so annoying when people do this yeah. to you, and I feel for you. I feel for this person because it's too. the worst when people are in your business. And it's none of their business. Can I say yeah. how happy
3: I am? Oh, sorry. Can I? Just- I know. I was just going to say, like, my, my rule of thumb is just always make people feel terrible about asking. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think you should follow up on your instinct and say, hey, like, because you've had so many divorces, I don't, I want to avoid that. Yeah. And they
2: will never ask you about it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just ask them anything personal back. I think people don't sometimes realize the boundaries that they're crossing and that they are boundaries. Yeah. Let's I not- mean, you
3: could always shout back at them, when are you going to lose that 10 extra pounds? <laughs> yeah. <your brain?" laughs>
2: <laughs> you are brutal, and I love it. Oh my god, this is why I, re- I rarely go up against Christina because right? she's one of the only ones that can like just. Poof, uh, keep but
3: it's going. just like it's on par with what that kind of level of personal thing that they have, so they need to it's understand that. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I it's true. I uh, do want to say though that I'm really happy that you're not calling to say that you don't understand why you're not engaged. I'm glad right? that you know where you're at with this, and that's really what's important. And I mean, I think the best thing about being with someone you love like that is that you guys probably crack each other up. So just go laugh in the car on the ride home about how sad everyone else is. Well,
0: that's the thing. If you if you guys are together for 10 years and you're not having any problems and you're not sad about the fact that you're not married, then clearly everything's fine. Right. I mean, really, then everything's okay.
2: Yes. Yes. (laughs)
0: Sorry. I I know you're on. But no, you're
2: absolutely right. I, I, I think that you're fine. I think that. Christine is right. I think matching it back is as, as long as you know that your family is. I mean, if they're a bunch of sensitive weirdos and they'd be upset yeah, by exactly. that, then I guess who cares? Just yeah, fuck them. And I'm gonna just again the dick envelope idea. If you want to just rewind <laughs> about a minute and a half, there's some really good tips at the top of this call. <laughs> It's a little creative, fun. It's a fun project. Can you, and you get a nice printer,
0: scanner
2: out yeah. of it? Yeah. But like you and your boyfriend, fifty red copies, fifty green copies. You bring out a bottle of wine. You put on Christmas story, and you just fold up your dick envelopes right the night before. You lol, smoke a little pot. Fuck, do whatever it is you do. I think that sounds really fun. <laughs> um, Merry Christmas. Next call. Hi, Moles.
1: uh First off, just thank you to you and the crew for making my Hump Day a little more fun. My friend and I were talking about how both of us lack confidence, and that's probably holding us back in various arenas. Uh, for her, it's more her personal life. For me, it's more my professional life. Um, and you seem to have so much confidence, and so I was wondering if you had any tips about how to be more confident. For reference, I'm 31. She's in her late 20s. Thanks. Bye.
2: You know, what makes me sad about this is that I don't know what it is about me that people think is confident because like whenever people are like, you're so intimidating. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I've just been crying and like eating cheeseburgers in my car for like three hours. Like, I literally can't even handle that I'm here. I had to take a Xanax and a half to like even muster the strength to walk in this room. What are you talking about? So well, whatever
0: you're doing, it's working. Thanks, girl. You it's, really do seem to have confidence. Like it's a, a combo lot of,
2: of prescription drugs, <laughs> eating disorders, years and years of just not being able to care enough about myself so that I don't just, like, find the humor in any situation. Those are, like, the- I mean, honestly, this is what it is, girl. LOL. Like, just LOL. don't take it so seriously because... Anytime you're like, is it me? Like, do I look nerdy? Like, am I? Just look around you and just be like, oh, everyone's ridiculous. Like, no one's not ridiculous. My friend was on Rodeo Drive today making fun of all the Korean housewives, like buying shoes and taking pictures. And I was like, Look around you, and that's who you are. You are a Korean housewife right now. <laughs> so, like, why are you making fun of them? Uh, confidence is a state of mind. It's also, like, a faking it till you make it game. But I think that I th- faking it till you make it shit's dangerous.
0: I do, too. I think you got to be careful with that. But it helps in certain times. It's, yeah. like, necessary, the faking it sometimes.
2: But – When is it dangerous? I, the, the reason why I think it's dangerous is because in that it's false. It's not authentic. And so you can build up a sense of confidence that looks authentic, but when it's not, you're really just living a lie.
0: Yeah, and then I feel like the world can come crashing down on you at any moment, right? You're, like not prepared f- to actually handle yeah. life. You're yeah. Well, you're
2: just swimming in waters that like aren't mm-hmm. for your. They're not for you. So like that's really what I mean. I think it can be dangerous in that sense. I think it can also be dangerous, and that you can come off like a fucking asshole, <laughs> and like that's not really ever good. But um. Yeah, I, I, I don't – what do you do, Jenna?
0: Oh, confidence is crazy. People always say I sound like I have a lot of confidence, but I have many, many insecurities. I'm the same way where right. I can be crying on Tuesday and then on Wednesday go out and do a show for like a 1,000 people and act right. like everything's great, no big deal. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think, gosh, you got to find a sense of identity in whatever way you can. I think that's a huge thing
2: Yes, knowing
0: like – who you are and why you're that way and you're okay with it.
2: Yes. And okay. Well then also it's like the two, they t- they're talking about two different areas and mm, there's
0: mm-hmm.
2: lack of confidence in work. I understand because that means that you, and I understand lack of confidence in love too, but maybe I've gotten a little bit more confident because I've realized that it almost never works out. Um, if someone isn't right for you, then there'll be another person. hmm I've never done worse. Like, I've never had, like, a huge lapse and, like, gone back to dating, like, complete scumbags after dating angels. Like, I've always just done a little bit better than the last guy. And um, I think that that's... I think that noticing patterns is good for confidence, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, Keep yeah. Keep your eyes open. Because, like, I've been... I was crying at my new therapist's office on Thursday this week saying that I am so fucking sad and so scared for my life all the time and always freaking out. And like, I, you know, some people might think that because Hello Giggle sold that I have it all. I am like more fucked than ever. So I was like crying my eyes out about it. And then I said, but you know what? It's only when I get this sad that something really amazing happens to me. Mm -hmm. And that's, And then I got my house the next day. And, Mm -hmm. like, that maybe wasn't it. But it's, like, that's why I believe in God. Like, there's little subtle nudges and reminders all the time that it's going to be okay. And Mm -hmm. that it's it's slowly always improving. And whenever things are bad or scary or whatever, you're going to do great. And fear and work is good. Fear and love. mm. Yeah. Fear and work
0: can be motivating yeah, and make you like go, okay, what do I really want? What it do I need to care. get to? Yeah,
2: exactly. Because people who go to work and are like, nah, I got this, never got it. Mm-mm, or mm-mm. they're or assholes they, and everyone yeah. hates them. Right? <laughs> right. Um, I mean, we watch Opry Ski, right? On Bravo, <laughs> Opry Ski. Jim <laughs> is a real dick in the workplace. He's way too confident about his ability to be a concierge at Whistler. And... <laughs> By the way, Whistler is a real thing. Yes. I'll pray ski. Jim is a concierge at Whistler and it's a concierge program for uh, Gibbons Life, which you may have heard of, Gibbons. Uh, And they, and so this guy, Joey Gibbons, owns now a concierge program and they bring people up to the mountains and like, Jim's like, I'm the best at Whistler. I know this mountain at the back of my hand. But like, Jim's not interpersonal like the way the other chicks are. And so, I mean, he is hunky, but like, come on, Jim. So, don't be a real Jim, is what I'm saying. <laughs> don't, don't, you want to be less like Jim and more like Lindsay, the pro athlete who like really just checks in and out of the concierge program and like does her GoPro sponsorships on the weekend. That's who you want to be. Yeah, that so sounds right. Be that. It <laughs> feels good. You're, you want yeah. to be Lindsay, so be Lindsay. All right. I guess, Jenna, do you have anything else to say? <laughs> no, I think you summed it up what with that What is Al's Bravo secret show? to confidence? I feel like Al is a confident man. Al is, he
0: is, but then he is the same <laughs> as me where we put this confidence out, but we have our moments. Right. But uh, again, I think for him, it's like, he's just my husband he just owns everything yeah. like everything he does he's Whatever. like yeah I did that I'm cool with it it's fine that's really really <laughs> funny um, why do you call him hashtag Al by the way that started on Allison's podcast I think year like a couple years ago where I was just throwing hashtag in front of everything
2: yeah. <laughs> it's really cute everyone calls him hashtag Al it's really cute um, okay uh, figure it out girl next call <laughs>
1: Hey, miles. This is Sarah. Um I just have a question, and maybe I guess more advice from you and the please advise crew. So I am twenty seven years old recently um separated from my husband. I got married when I was young, so um I've been dating for a while, and I had one kind of relationship with somebody that I kind of just happened to fall into. I wasn't looking to get into a relationship. I was just kind of like going on dates, having fun. And that's what I still want to do. So I got into the relationship with this guy and it turns out he is totally fucking crazy. And I like never knew he was crazy. Um, We met at work and we have like good jobs and stuff. So, uh, it turns out that he was addicted to bath salts, and it was a crazy experience, and I guess uh, obviously i ended the bad, but now I'm trying to get back into dating again, and I've been going on a couple of dates, and, you know, I've been wanting to kind of take it a little further with these guys because I'm definitely, like, trying to be on my own right now, have some fun, and I just like I just can't do it I get down to it and I'm like no I can't do it which has never really happened to me before so and I had a date with this one guy tonight who I've liked for probably ever and things went really good and I just I freaked out like an idiot so I was just wondering you know maybe you had some advice because this happened to me twice now and I'm feeling like I've got no chill I lost my chill where did it go So if you, if you
2: guys could please advise, that would be great. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Uh, Christina, I have a cool, like a little bit question for you. Yeah. Do you think we're being trolled? I don't know. Who the fuck is addicted to bath salts? Like that doesn't (sighs) seem like a do it on the reg sort of thing. Yeah. And how would you not pick up on that? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if you meet someone and they're fucked up, you might think like, oh, that's just a really, I've also never done bath salts or seen anyone on them, but like. Don't they make you eat people's faces and stuff?
3: Yeah, maybe that's just an extreme case of it.
2: Okay. Yeah. I mean, those synthetic drugs are bananas. When I got chased in Tucson, the guy that was chasing me had foam pouring from his mouth like he had rabies. We found his heroin after, but like you know heroin doesn't make you run like I don't really know a guy who smokes a bunch of heroin and then wants to go for a brisk jog after a young woman screaming I am Jesus so like I feel like that might be there's like synthetic shit out there that's really happening but I don't know girl Sarah are you sure it's bath salts
0: I know nothing about bath salts I know I just like learned about them last year so yeah I I don't know know anything
2: about (laughs) I'm like I'm addicted to (laughs) Epsom salts I love it every day I soak (laughs) my brains out
0: yeah um That is, this is like, you're only 27 and you're just recently separated. So for me, it's like, you'll get your chill back. You just got to give yourself some time.
2: And are we sure the chill was ever there? Or as much as like, (laughs) you just were, you, like, when you marry someone and you, like, that is a sense of confidence. Like, were you ever, did you ever, were you forced to feel unchill at any point Um, between being like a nubile twenty-two-year-old getting married out of college to now being twenty-seven and out on the market was mm-hmm. are really biologically and mentally very tiresome years. Like and you do yeah. a lot of you're work so on different. yourself. Yeah, you're so different. How old were you when you got married? Twenty-six. Yeah, yeah. And near thirty. I'm thirty now, in something?
0: next year. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, we're that's like age. a really
2: yeah. That's like like I think a good. I think twenty-six is good. Um, I, I worry about these people that get married at like 22 though and stuff. That's really...
0: Even from 22 to 26, I was a different person because wildly. I went from college life to actually having to make money and pay for my life and not go into crazy amounts of debt, which mm-hmm. was hard for me because I wanted to spend money all the time. And you
2: lived in New York. Yeah, exactly. It's impossible to be broke. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you're right. Like, have you even had time to figure out who you really are and what's going on because there's so much change that happens in your 20s. And
2: that's what dating is, by the way, is like figuring out who you are because Mm -hmm. you learn so much about yourself through these other people. Um, It's never going to be like Or it's not always going to be like that intoxicating feeling of like, he's thinking about me while I'm thinking about him. Like, we're like, like Mm -hmm. those chills. Like, usually you're just trying to figure out, like, oh, I can't date a guy that doesn't laugh at jokes like that. Or, like, (laughs) yes. I feel sexy about myself when a guy talks to me like this as opposed to this or whatever right you know or like this person's really fun but then when we
0: go out in public I'm embarrassed of him or that. Yeah, like this isn't
2: gonna work yeah you gotta take it on wheels (laughs) I'm big on that taking the relationship out on wheels before you do anything too serious but um yeah I uh I um I don't know girl I think you just got to keep trying dating is weird and I, I honestly think it's a numbers game I think volume is very important I'm not saying go be you know we don't like to pass our whole here at plays advice as I, as I so eloquently have put it in the past speak for yourself but I know Christ <laughs> God knows what she does she I just I don't speak for her ever but um we I really do think volume is important I think it's important to be if you like a guy do what I did go find three more that you like like or that you're willing to try and just like go eat dinner with people have drinks like engage yes, with them look at yes. them in the eye like see if you can have like an energetic, fun conversation with someone and not have it dip and be weird. And if it is dippy and weird, like, are you guys thinking about how fabulous it is? Or are you just like looking at the ground? (laughs) Because I've been on both of those dates (laughs) and it's important that you experience them all. Jenna, what was the worst date you ever went on?
0: Oh, I've had so many. Um, one time a guy asked me to go see like Shakespeare in the Park in mm-hmm. New York, in and, and we got there and he actually like didn't have tickets or something, and then we didn't get in, and then we walked around the park for a while, and then we went to go see a movie. That was his mm-hmm. next idea. And then that didn't work out because it was a really packed Friday night or whatever it was.
2: It sounds like a dud. Oh, yeah.
0: And then he was like, oh, my friends are having a party close by. And then he we, – so we got in a cab, and then he had the cab drop me off because he was like, oh, I'm going to the party, not you. What? And I just went
2: home. Where did you meet this monster?
0: It was a setup. He was like a friend of ours set us up, okay. and it was horrible. That was just one of me. That is – yeah. Really dipshitty. Yeah.
2: Girl, Girl, yeah. Was dating non-Mormons an option for you?
0: I did. I dated everybody. <laughs> All kinds. Um, just because I felt A lot of like... mostly black guys, right? Tons. <laughs> yeah. Okay? That's not... <laughs> okay. There, I dated, honestly, I can say from, like, every pool out there I mean I dated so much in New York and I know that sounds like I'm bragging it's not a bragging it was just big braggy brag. I
2: wanted to date a lot get a and... lot of this confident one Sarah <laughs> yeah, right. look at miss dates over here <laughs> and
0: that, I, and I know all of a sudden I sounded like I'm so cool I dated a lot but really it was no. for that reason because You're I was like I wanted to date a lot and meet a lot of different kinds of people because yeah. who knows who I could have ended up with um, that's how that's actually why I felt so confident marrying my husband because it was like all I right. already know what's out there yeah I I've done this i have found this person suddenly you should who be going on magic. life is in sync you know
2: yeah
0: uh but now How i can't remember did what you i was know after you guys met? i wanted to marry al like a month or two after
2: really? i like knew that
0: quick do mm-hmm. you think
2: he knew that about you too or do you know that i think
0: he would say yeah he was pretty confident quickly. when did he tell you he loved you uh the weekend after thanksgiving after Girl, we met.
2: the weekend after Thanksgiving is always my love weekend too. Really? My last three relationships have started on Weird. that window.
0: Weird. Yeah. Right. So this was weekend after Thanksgiving in two thousand eleven and we'd only been dating for like two months, two and a half months. Wow. It was fast. Wow. That's Are awesome. you a
3: fast in love kind of person? before that? No. Or, no, actually, okay. I was kind
0: of a jerk in my own way. Really? Yeah, I have, I look That's back on it now, and yeah. I. it's so true. I, I was kind of a mean girl, dating-wise. Like, I would tell guys, like, oh, we can date, but just so you know, I don't want anything out of this like it's not right. serious for me and I could leave at any moment like wow yeah I was not exactly an ideal girlfriend in my own ways as well like I dated a lot of losers but I also feel like I sometimes was the loser as far as like but you're honest little
2: insensitive That's, yeah. I mean yeah but you know what guys don't hesitate to do that to women at all right in fact <laughs> like we're supposed to just deal with that right like oh that's just the way guys are like he's like he wants to hang out with me but he also never wants to speak to me again right we're supposed to just deal with that so i actually really admire the shit out of that that you (laughs) even could like (laughs) be in that place emotionally where you're like again like that inner fortitude fortitude to just be like nope yeah like i see what it is i I really respect that a lot i find that really difficult to do actually so i think that's really cool. Y'all, we're going to read our letter before we sign off, but I just want to really quickly go over Jenna's stuff. Jenna, you are on Uh, Twitter at Jenna Kim Jones, right? Yes. Instagram, same. Same. And then you have Sorry Not Sorry with Jenna Kim Jones. It's your podcast. My podcast,
0: yes. It's on iTunes or my website, jennakimjones.com slash podcast.
2: And people can always find you on Allison's show as well. Yes. Now we have a nice little crossover. I know. Of like, I see the same peeps being like, hey, hey. So I like that a lot. I like that we've formed a little tent of Humanity um, well, Any other plugs Hashtag Al Do you want to give Al Some shout <laughs> yeah. My husband
0: Alan Alan Moss Two A's Two well, L's two, two S's I mean he's so cute <laughs>
2: And your sweet baby. Uh, yes,
0: and I just had a baby. And I have a comedy special that you can buy on DVD on my website as well, com slash shop, because I also do stand up. Um, but right now I'm just in the throes of motherhood and podcasting like crazy. So That's awesome. Please join us on that podcast. It's
2: really fun, you guys, Thanks. and very wholesome. And like I don't listen to it and feel disgusted by myself <laughs> after. I'm like, what a nice couple <laughs> having fun. That's, That's all nice. It is. Okay, so. Jenna, what's our letter?
0: Oh, let me read this here. Sorry.
2: You guys, also call us 323-450-7408. Here's the letter.
0: (laughs) All right. Hello, malls. Really love the pot. It has been a real lifesaver on my 15 to 20 hours of car commuting weekly. I made a really spontaneous life decision and sold everything and moved halfway around the world to paradise where we thought we could live an awesome lifestyle that we thought we wanted. It was an expensive move, but my husband and dog are all here after some crazy logistics had been worked out. After just a few months, we are less than thrilled with our decision. Being so far away from friends and family is hard. I miss my familiar surroundings and ease of my old life. As previously mentioned, I mentioned I also sit in lots of traffic and have a long commute. My new city is one of the most expensive places to live. All I can think is, what have I done? I'm I'm trapped. My parents have offered a solution to bail bail me and my little family out. It will be expensive to move back, but my parents are willing to help out a lot. Another option is to move closer to work, so my commute is much less, which is also an expensive option. I made a crazy decision because life is so short and I thought an adventure would be fun, but now I am regretting my decision. A decision that was made over beer, on a cold winter night that made a tropical life seem so right at the time. I'm in my 30s and feel that getting help from parents seems so juvenile. Uh, Am I just homesick and need to give my new home a longer try? Do I stay or should I go? Please advise. Uh,
2: Yeah, I wish she
3: had mentioned where the hell she moved to. I'm literally I know,
2: girl, where are you living? Like Cerritos? Tropical paradise somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't... um, (laughs) where what would you do, Jenna? I don't.
0: I am such not a risk taker. I probably this is like a tough one for me. I take very calculated risks. That's my that's my style of risk. So um, this would be hard for me too. I think I would try try it longer. Yeah, I think I would stick it out a little bit longer and give it give it another one two punch. Yeah. yeah.
3: I totally related to this. Not like. I was really young when I moved to LA, but I didn't know anyone, um, and I was alone. And I don't—if it hadn't been for my parents to say, like, "No, stick it out. Like, you'll be fine. You'll figure it out. Like, something will happen." And meet malls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I—I um, I don't think I would still Tumblr. be in LA, you know. Yeah, right. I don't think I would still be in LA. So I think like it's just a matter of like sticking it out, and like you haven't been anywhere long enough to establish roots, to establish friendships and relationships.
2: That'll help motivate you and keep you where you are. Absolutely. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Have you all tried to make friends? Like that's... When your quality of life is good, it kind of really doesn't matter where you are. At the same time, I am really worried about the fact that you put yourself in a situation where, well, maybe um, getting bailed out by your parents at 30 is juvenile. I think putting yourself in a crazy amount of debt, shaving ears off of your life and stress... Just to not have to admit that you made a mistake is mm, not yes. necessarily sure. smart either. So I think that give it six more months. Yeah. If it breaks your back, if you, if you're, you know, also if your parents are pulling like a you have to live with us if we bail you out sort of thing, maybe mm. you want to really think about that because you don't ever want to be tied to someone like that, even your own family, but uh, maybe especially your own family. But um, yeah, just try and make some friends like. Uh, you guys should probably just become swingers. I watch the show <laughs> Polyamorous Married and Dating on Showtime, and it looks like those people have a lot of fun. So, and they live in San Diego, which is kind of tropical. Very tropical, I don't know yeah. if you're relating to any of this, but just floating it. Um, I think, I'm really glad that you have a husband and a dog, and that you're not alone. Yeah, at uh, least you have that. It, it could be worse, mm-hmm. and it, but it will definitely, no matter what, get better, because you'll get used to it, and... um Being used to something helps understand a little bit better. I don't know, girl. I'm thinking about you, though, and I would really – actually, I would love to do a call with you. So if you want to call 323-450-7408 or just email us again at askpleaseadvise at Gmail, um, let's have a phone conversation on one of our upcoming pods in 2016. I want to hear about you. And actually, I want to stay in touch with you guys throughout the year and kind of hear about how you're doing and and what's happening because I think what you're dealing with is something that a lot of our readers or listeners either wonder about – or are experiencing themselves, or have experienced, yeah. and maybe everyone can be helpful to each other. I just, yeah, I'm yeah thinking this, about you.
0: That was a tough one. I was, we moved to California, and we don't necessarily love it as, like, as much as we sure. thought we would, Alan and I. And <laughs> we've thought about way. moving a bunch of times, but every time we do, we go like, no, let's just wait a little bit longer, and then... Like you were saying earlier, something great happens right. or we figure something new out or we make a new friend or work turns a corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say time. You need
3: time. Absolutely. My first few months in L.A. were kind of miserable. Like the only people that I would talk to are like the baristas when I was ordering a coffee. That'd yeah. be the only human act- interaction I had. Yeah. For like a really long time. So. But you
2: figured it out. Like I mean, I did. We were lucky because... Tumblr was so, like, cracking at that point. And there was just, like, Tumblr meetups all the time. And so, well, when I moved to L.A., I only knew Ed. I mean, which, by the way, is not an only, because who's better to know than Ed? But (laughs) it just, I, uh, yeah, I felt very lucky to have, but also have the mental fortitude to go put myself into shit and say, like, I'm going to, I can't do this alone. So I'm going to go, like, check out that place I heard developed Super 8 film and like go see if I can go watch some small movies by myself and maybe like meet some cool people or I'd go like, I'd go to the library. I'd just go work in public spaces. I'd force Mm -hmm. myself to go work at Coffee Bean even though I had the luxury of working in my apartment. You and I would go to Coffee Bean every single day together and like did we meet a ton of people? No did it help to know that there was humanity around us? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I right think up that until that, they
3: started covering up the outlets.
2: Certainly. Yeah. That was real dick shit. I think that, that was a direct response to us, which is really weird. Cause <laughs> yeah. I thought we were very popular.
3: Not only that, but we like continuously bought stuff while we were there. <laughs> yeah, we weren't just like squatting
2: for the energy. Like I, I only would buy have food. five dollars and I gave it all to you. Coffee yeah, bean. Like- <laughs> so just give me your electricity. <laughs> That's I'm so sad. Um, You guys, again, 3823-450-7408. Always email us at askpleaseadvise at gmail.com. We'll take your letters and your voice notes there. And also just your constructive criticism. If someone wants to tell me I suck, that's fine. I won't read it. But if you want to send it there, that's fine. <laughs> uh, we're on Twitter, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, all those social media things. Just search for PLZ advise and you'll find us. We love it when you leave us nice reviews and retweet us and share us with your friends. And... You guys, happy Christmas, merry holidays, happy new year. You guys, I'm really happy for all of you yay alright Jenna thank you so much thank you guys this was awesome please come back again I would love to and will you yes. bring your lovely husband oh and your baby gosh, yes we will and yes. Christina will you distract them so I can steal the baby <laughs> yes. thank you is that by the way is that really disturbing when I threaten no, to steal your I baby no I think it's awesome okay, I, it, the more people that love my baby the better okay, I think okay yeah. good because a lot of moms look at you real weird when you threaten <laughs> to steal their baby they're like does I'm she cool mean it yeah. okay good I All mean, right. maybe you should borrow her for a while you I, know give me a break if you could <laughs> (laughs) trust me to babysit that would be the biggest come up of my life like no one will leave their child with me and i'll i'll make her a goddamn nursery at my new home she can come plant lemon trees with me i'll put her in a baby bjorn and grow weed with her all day i love it samantha and i will make hemp necklaces okay thank you guys next week bye